Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring because of people like Christian Arroyo. And there's a lot of reasons why I said that. One of the reasons is because he's entertaining. He's He's got a great personality. He's a great in the clubhouse. He's great in the interviews. He's great in terms of in the dugout. He's he's an entertaining guy. He is one of the people who you look at a baseball game and say, that guy's having fun, and that's what we want, right? Correct? But also, and this is what this podcast is about today, for people around the country, for people about MLB, he is an example of a guy who has persevered. And what baseball is about a lot of time is exactly that perseverance, where you have to power through, that you have the ups and the downs, the roller coaster, the ebbs and the flows. And finally, you get your chance and you take the, mo- the, the most opportunity of it. And we've had plenty of examples of that throughout the course of MLB, no, no question about it. But Arroyo is a guy heading into 2023, I think, is a good sort of um, a good example of this, a good example of what we're talking about, about how you have to sort of fight through a, a baseball career a lot of times when you think it's over, when you think it's done, maybe you get another chance, or when, then maybe when you think it's done again, you get another chance. Just to give you a little bit of backstory for Arroyo, he was a first-round pick of the Giants going back to – 
going back a ways, and, and then he makes his major league debut 2017. And 2017, at 22 years old, he's in the major leagues with the Giants. Okay. Then he gets traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, and he goes for his hero, Evan Longoria. He goes to his hometown team, the Rays. So now he's with the Rays at 23 years old in 2018. So he's there and thinks it's going to work out. Well, it didn't work out. He has to move on to Cleveland. That doesn't work out in 2020. Red Sox pick him up off waivers. By the way, actually designated for assignment briefly after picking him off waivers in 2020. It impresses in just 14 games in that in that COVID year. And then really gets a chance because of it in 2021, but gets a chance as a relative term. You know, you, it's not like you you get a chance in terms of a, as a starter. And then you play well enough. You're you're banged up. You're hurt. You get all these injuries. But when you're out there, you're playing well enough. Now keep in mind, Christian Arroyo has a a war of over two for his career. For his career, he has a his OPS as well as OPS last year is 736. So, the year before it was seven sixty nine. I mean, that's pretty representative, no question about it. And he can field field his position. He can field short. He can field second. He can field third, and he can do it above average. All of that, still, no real chance. No real chance to be a all a full time major league player. This guy who was a first round pick, you get to two thousand twenty two, and yeah, on the verge. And then in spring training, the Red Sox trade for, I'm sorry, sign Trevor Story to play second base. That's out the window. Hey, Christian, go learn how to play the outfield a little bit, move around a little bit more. Ends up playing in 87 games, once again, banged up. So as we sit here, as we sit here, and this might change again, but as we sit here, Christian Arroyo is either, is probably the Red Sox second baseman. Now, you know, they might sign someone else, they might trade for someone else, and you might be going through the whole thing all over again. But I want you to listen to this podcast with Christian Arroyo because the perspective he has on it is important, I think, for for young baseball players, for baseball players who are trying to find their way, uh, who think that they have it all figured out, who are maybe in their teens or their or their early twenties, or you know, they they are stars and they and they get mad that they're not getting the right opportunity. All of the all of that perspective Christian Arroyo has gone through. And when you hear him talk about his journey, I think it's just a great lesson for a lot of people in baseball. And by the way, like I said at the beginning, when you watch the guy, it still looks like he's having a good time. One of his best friends is Brett Phillips, and we know a friend of the program from the podcast was on Baseballs and Boring and, you know, the epitome of fun. I mean, that guy is the epitome of fun. And the two of them together that, you know, these, these two guys are, are represent a lot of the, what's good in baseball. All right. So subscribe, rate, review, listen. I appreciate everybody. We're going to keep it going. By the way, big one we're taping later today for Wednesday. And that is the, the ultimate chess podcast. And that's with one Joey Votto and we believe Garrett Whitlock. Two two elite chess players in baseball, and I mean, I think that Joey Votto on his own is making a lot of waves in the in the chess community and in the baseball entertainment community. And by the way, holy mackerel, Hall of Fame, no question about it. That's coming up. But right now, this is Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo, he's on borderline Bradford Show Hall of Famer, right? 
You're, you're, you're almost there. Am you're I almost there. Cool. Hey, that's, that's on you. That's your that's your award. Well, so. uh, you, you have to be outside the organization, yeah, so we're gonna have okay. to wait a little bit. All right, so but 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 it's okay. But you're you're on the right. You're on the Hall of Fame track. Okay, so cool. because you're so cool. good, and and we appreciate you. Yeah. Um, first of all, how are you? Great. No, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Um, nice to be out here in, in Springfield, getting to see all the fans. That's where I went stuff. to college. Yeah. At birthplace of basketball in my education. There you go. You ever did you basketball? Up? Did you hoop up around here? I mean, tried to. No, well, I, to? I am a basketball. Co- I am a varsity basketball okay. coach, um, and I like to say that Springfield had anything to do with it, but it doesn't. But but it is like, do you go to the Hall of Fame? Have you been to the Hall? We of did. Fame? We won last night. Oh, yeah, you did. We did. It was oh, unbelievable. You. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, so have you ever been to the base? This is a good topic. Have you ever been to the baseball Hall of Fame? I have. Okay. I, basketball Hall of Fame is better. Like, so the Baseball Hall of Fame is more of a museum. Yeah. And this one is a lot of interactive stuff. Right? I think the thing is, is when you look at uh, the different histories, you know, I think that basketball is so entertaining as, as a sport in general. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I play baseball, so I always find entertainment in it. But maybe to the average consumer, do you want to see LeBron James slam? Or do you want to possibly go see a it's game? It's tougher a for kids. Hit a home. Exactly. It's tougher for kids. Hundred percent. And I get it. because yeah. I, I was a kid at one point, right? And I played baseball, but I can't lie and tell you I didn't think football was more exciting and basketball wasn't mm. more exciting. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes when you play multiple sports. So. But, but you're a smart guy and you mm-hmm. understand the nuance. But when, yes. When did you go to the baseball Hall of Fame? So I was young. Um, I was about 12 or 13. I didn't actually play in the Cooperstown tournament, mm. um, but I was right around that age when I visited. So, unfortunately, um, I remember a little bit of it. I didn't remember too much of it, but I remembered enough. But, uh, you know, I definitely want to get back now, especially now, you know. The cool thing is, is, is I mean, I've played with guys that, like, maybe have a piece of, you know, like, like you know, we spoke before, but Brett Phillips has a piece of history in the Hall of Fame with right. his walk-off yeah. single that he hit in the World Series. Like, stuff like that is cool to me now that I know, yeah, you, well, personally know people. It, it right? helps so, when you know people in the Hall of Fame. But it is, yes. it's, it's, it's a tough one if you're a kid. I tell you what, though, the highlight of my, one of the highlights of my professional career happened last May when Ortiz invited me and Ian Brown to, like, he has a private tour. Mm-hmm. So to see him, that was a whole new thing to yeah. see David Ortiz hold Babe yeah. Ruth's bat and all and that's that crazy stuff. yeah so. it's special I don't know how we got off but anyway <laughs> baseball's great and there you go yeah. but the Basketball Hall of Fame congratulations uh, yes in Springfield College um, birthplace of basketball and a bunch of coaches and strength coaches mm-hmm. and physical therapists yes alright um, so you're healthy wealthy and wise everything good you ready to you ready to roll here yeah everything's great yeah, yeah no it's been a uh, it's been a busy off season um, moving to a new house, uh, but uh, all in all, it's been good. It's been good. Looking forward to 23. So, so a year ago, you were sort of in a similar situation, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it took a right-hand turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a year, and you've had so much stuff happen, but the mm-hmm. thing is, like, Christian, like, I say this to everybody. I'm like, all I know is this. is that when the guy plays, he produces. Mm-hmm. And you're at, probably at that point in time, and you don't want anything to happen bad to Trevor, obviously. No. But, but at the same time, like, this is, you've earned the right. Yeah. I mean, do you probably feel that more than ever? Yeah, you know, I mean. You don't have to be just, modest. Is this a reality? No, I mean, I'm... I'm I just I've played this game long enough to understand um, how things work. Sometimes, you know, I had the the pleasures of speaking with uh, Dante Bichette 
and uh, you know, I hit with him one off season. This was going into 2020, and I mean, my, at that point in my career, I was going into my first year with Cleveland, and I didn't really know the the future looked bleak, needless to say. And he sat me down, and you know, we hit for about two hours, but I think we talked for like five, and it was <laughs> it was a, it was an impactful day for me because he said, you know, at one point. The business side, you always, everyone experiences the business side. Mm. And it's at that time is when you really have to dig into yourself and figure out, you know, who you are. So um, after hitting with him, you know, he even told me, he was like, I didn't get my first starting gig until he was 28. And next thing you know, he ends up becoming a multiple-time all-star and makes a really nice career out of himself. So um, it kind of gave me some ease. And we've also got anecdotes of guys for – are going to be on our team or guys that have played with before. You know, I got to meet Jose Bautista in the offseason at a, at a golf outing. I didn't talk to him much, but, you know, getting to put a face uh, to a person that I appreciated his story hmm. so much, you know, Justin Turner. Now, I'm so fortunate to be able to call him a, a teammate. I've never even met the guy, but, like, I can't wait to finally But you know his him. story. And I know his head. story because the problem was is, well, it's not even a problem, but the thing was is, I went through a situation like they did, and that's who I bounced my, you know, myself off of. You know, guys like Gio Urshela even was a guy for me because I knew he was a talented player, and things just happen in certain ways. So um, I'm just so fortunate to be in a position um, to finally maybe break out and do what I think I'm capable of doing. And and it, I, unfortunately, you know, um, circumstances change, but for me, I've always kept the same path. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always stayed prepared, no matter what it is, and uh, you know I'm going to stay the same way. There's nothing that really changes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm excited, you know, for whatever it brings. But I'm just so fortunate for the opportunity. The you know I think that what you can lean on is that you know there's 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 no uncertainty. This is me, Ty. There's no uncertainty about you being able to be a major leaguer, mm-hmm. like you being able to produce as a major leaguer. Yeah. And and honestly, like. That is a blessing which a lot of guys don't have. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys who yeah. are still finding the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you have that in your mm-hmm. back pocket, I yeah. think. Um, but you go back again a year ago. You handled that as, as well as you could possibly handle it, mm-hmm. moving positions and everything yeah. else like that. Um, but, I mean, there in every part of life and every part of profession, mm-hmm. we have to, like to your point, you have to deal with things. You have to deal with the business side of everything. Yes. Okay, you dealt with it. Yep. That's one thing you dealt with. Mm-hmm. It. But all, going through all that, do you feel like that made you even more prepared? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, I think uh, it does a couple of things. It kind of makes you appreciate the opportunity you're going to get even more, right? So, like, when I look at these things all the time and I think about it and I, I think of all the times that I complained when I was younger, whether it was a, an injury I had or there was an opportunity that I thought I should be taking advantage of or there was this guy was up in the big leagues or whatever and I remember being 17 years old and going getting drafted and going into rookie ball and thinking that I was going to be in the big leagues at the age of 19 like I had a jaded sense of reality but um, it took a lot of humbling for me you know early in my career like I can honestly say that I was uh, I was probably you know I mean obviously my teammates would be able to tell you more of this but I feel like from a personal standpoint looking back now like I feel like I was a little selfish and um, I didn't really see the baseball world uh, within the game from the, diff- the same perspective I think as I do now 
mm-hmm. I have a different appreciation for it because there was a point in my life where I was like do you, I want to even play anymore you know the 2020 year the COVID year was extremely hard for not only you know like myself as a, as a professional athlete or a baseball player but it, that was incredibly hard for other people you know that was a real thing so um going through that and getting the the chance to like sit back and like truly appreciate at the same time no one everyone was doing nothing at the same time and everyone at the one point was scared confused afraid pissed off whatever you want to call it mm. but i kind of took that and i was like so why ever be stressed out about your career if like this is a real life thing that that could happen you know and I think I've taken that approach Mm. into every year since then and you know just I'm gonna put it all out on the table every game I'm gonna do whatever I have to do in the gym before the season but Mm. you know and it's gonna happen the way it's gonna happen so the way that you handled you know when Trevor came on and you I mean one day you're the starting second baseman yeah, for the yeah. Boston Red Sox, and the mm-hmm. next day you're not. Yeah, um, and it's no fault of your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably handled that in a way that you did probably wouldn't have handled right mm-hmm. in a couple of years before, right? Was that no, yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, even in Tampa, that's how I felt. You know, I got traded over there, and I was like, oh well, you know, no one. Obviously, at the time, I had gotten traded for Longo, who was one of my favorite players, and I was like, well, they don't really have a third baseman, so. I naturally it was kind of a fit and and at the time i know uh matt duffy was playing short kind of moving back to third he was coming back from an injury and i just seen guys that they had traded for claimed and they were really good baseball players i mean one of the guys that i think we had traded for that offseason was joey wendell mm. phenomenal player i played with him and a great and a great guy so um you know i i think that uh i got to learn all that stuff and then I just got mad because then I found myself almost not rooting against, but secretly just like trying to play well. But then, well, I I mean, that's human nature too, right? (laughs) Excuse me. But yes. And I was like, yeah, I just never want to do that again. You know, I don't ever want to be in a situation. Like I want to root for everyone's success. I don't care if you're in front of me, if you're triple A or just got drafted. Like at the end of the day, I've had to see the highs and see the lows of this game and the lows suck. And I don't wish that upon anyone. So when guys are doing well, I'm truly ecstatic for him. And it doesn't matter whether that guy is filling in for me and whatever, or I'm filling in for someone else. You know, like when Trevor came along, I was like, it made sense. I'm like, you know, I, I thought of it as a realistic stand from a realistic standpoint. We had Xander Bogarts, and then we had Trevor Story in the middle. Like we had two guys that I was coming through the minor leagues watching play. Like I admired those guys, you mm-hmm. know. So the only thing I wanted to do was I just wanted to make sure when Trevor came in that I learned as much as I could from him. And I never wanted to be that guy. So what did you learn from him? I just kind of learned the professionalism, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, talking to Trevor about a bunch of stuff, he's... He's really sharp. You know, he's a he's a base he's a baseball guy. Like he just gets the way the game's played. So, you know, I was just talking to him about ground balls and the crazy thing was is I never thought I'd be here in a million years, but when he signed with us and he started transitioning from short to second, you know, I messed with them and stuff and and uh, you know, I told him, Man, I wanna get a gold glove, you know, just like you should have a gold glove and we would mess around and he would start saying stuff to me because he had never really played second before, and he was, 
what, what is your thought process on this and this? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who's supposed to be in the gold glove. You know, so it was little things like that, but it was nothing. It was all it was all in fun because yeah. you know I always respected what he did, and I respect everyone that one steps a foot on a big league field and plays one day. Like yeah. that doesn't matter to me whether you have 20 years or one day. Like that's a special thing. Um, now, obviously, there's accolades you get in sure. between, right? Like, it is different when you're meeting a guy like David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, you know, Dwight Evans, Wade Boggs. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Guys, we're meeting here, but um, you know, I just, I always tried to think of how did I feel when I was in a bad spot. Mm. And I don't want to go back to those days. So. No, no. Well, I mean, through all of that, mm-hmm. through the mentality of it, and also the being a player, mm-hmm. learning what you did, yes. evolving. As you sit here, like this is like you were. Listen, like I said, you're a good player. Yeah, you've proven you're a good player. But now you're an even better player, and yeah. now you're an even better player with this opportunity. Yeah. So, yes. good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I is it's a, it, yeah, yeah no, but yeah. this is listen. You've through. It's kind of like I'm being dramatic, but through all of this, where you have landed mm. because of whatever circumstances, where you've landed right now is you're. You, you have your biggest chance yes. of your career. Yeah, and that's and that's my path. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. That's, it's hard to see. It is. That's <laughs> hard is. to see. You know, but... Sometimes you think your path is going to be yeah. linear, and most of the time it's not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the big leagues, and I joked with Trevor about this last year. I was like, dude, you're one of like how many guys that has an even amount of I mean, an even amount of days of service time. Like you'd see even superstar guys that would get called up in September and whatever, but. You know, if they struggled, they'd get sent down, or then they would get, they'd start the next year in the big league yeah. or something. They get sent down, and it's like, and I think people forget that um, they forget that this game is really hard. You know, like it's okay to fail, and I think I was so hypercritical of myself for so long, and I still am. I mean, I'm yeah. listen. We're all we're all uh, guilty of falling back into our old ways, but you know, I think that that's kind of it's like the the craziness, the, the madness to trying to be perfect. It's like. You play a game where you fail seventy percent of the time, yeah. and you're a Hall of Famer. You know, the, the the last thing is just what, what I went to talk to you about, but you were too fascinating to yeah. talk about the other stuff. But was the uh, was you know with these new rules and with yeah. the with the shift and everything like the, we talk about mm-hmm. the need for the need for. You, you can't get away, and I, I, I feel bad like surfacing these guys. Yeah. Or well, third baseman playing second base. Anyway. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right, 100%. right. I, you know, like I Mike, Mike Moustakis well, or can, Travis Shaw. Well, I was like, gonna say, I, I can, you know, I can say it because T. Shaw's my guy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. T. Shaw and I talked about it all the time because. Um, and, and obviously, congratulations to Travis. Yeah. A wonderful career. He nice. is, by the way, in the Bradford Show Hall of Fame. Is he? Do you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm very not exciting. surprised. Yeah. T. Shaw, he's a great dude. That's that's one of my favorites. And, I mean, we, we didn't even spend that long together, but he's a he's a guy. Like, the day I found out he retired, I texted him, and we've just been keeping in touch. But, but again, I mean, back to your point, like, he, we talked about it all the time. I was like, dude, what was it like having – if you were at third, Mustakis was at second, Jonathan Scope was playing short for crying out loud, and he literally told me, he's like, buddy, we hit the shift, and all we were trying to do is out-homer everyone. <laughs> and it's, it was just funny to see that. But again, you know, now that the rule changes have happened, it's, it's going to be interesting because when I was coming up with the Giants, we didn't really shift. We started shifting mm-hmm. towards the upper levels of the minors, so like we didn't really shift much, but... It's going to be interesting to see how 
that all changes now because I mean I'm pretty sure the kids are learning this stuff in rookie league. Oh yeah, you know, and they're shifting and they're low A, which is crazy to me. But it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. So well, you have to have good fielders. Unfortunately, you're a good fielder. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's 100. percent I had. I was boy. I wore out that stat that you hadn't made an error since June 2nd. <laughs> of, 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 it's uh, all good. It was bad, I wore. It, I got a good run with it. Yeah, it was good. good. It was good. Let's do it again. Yeah, Let's yeah. All right. Now, all right, all right, Christian. Thanks so much, yeah, you man. Got it. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.